Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to America's Heroes Group Roundtable with partner VETS, V-E-T-S, that's Veterans Employment and Training Service. July is American Diabetes and National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. It's Saturday, July 23rd, 2022. I am Vietnam veteran co-founder and host, Cliff Kelly. Hey, Cliff, hey. Uh, and I'm his co-host, uh, Dr. Damon Arnold, a retired uh, Army colonel, uh, Fulbert. <laughs> and our executive producer is Glenda Smith. And our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions, the great Ivan. We are live on Facebook and YouTube. Today we have a panelist who is esteemed, James D. Rodriguez. He actually is a reti- has retired after 20 years uh, 21 years as a U.S. Marine Corps veteran and U.S. Department of Labor Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary for Policy for Veterans Employment and Training Service. Uh, we are honored always to have him. Uh, t- today's discussion is going to talk about July 25th is Hire a Veteran Day and VETS program that help employers hire veterans. He is making sure you are gainfully employed so listen to what he has to say. How are you doing, James? I am doing well. Thank you all. <laughs> I just want to make one quick introduction. Since we last spoke, I was on this uh, amazing podcast. <laughs> I was uh, confirmed by the Senate to be the Assistant Secretary for Veteran Employment Training Service. Oh, uh, that happened in May, so <laughs> I'm Wonderful. happy to uh, continue we- to lead my amazing team and and uh, fortunate that the president, the secretary of labor, and the Senate has bestowed upon me the honor to continue to lead as an assistant secretary. I just crossed out that deputy on my. <laughs> that's right. Congratulations. That. Congratulations. Excellent. Yeah, they great. got a good man. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about this. What's what's going on on July twenty uh, fifth? There's a hire of vet um, veteran day. And it comes up, I guess, on a yearly basis. But there's something that we still have veterans who are unemployed, still have veterans who are homeless, uh, veterans who want to actually increase their income by getting a better job opportunity. So what, what is it that you advise our veterans to do on these days? If they're in that situation where you're looking for a job, not to give up. Some people have given up and they're tired, you know, and they don't know where to turn. So what does this do for them? Well, thanks for, for actually, one, bringing me on again yes. and uh, and bringing this important topic up. I can tell you one thing that you just mentioned, we still have veterans unemployed. Okay. If you look at our veteran unemployment rate for the month of July, we were actually at 2.7%. Wow. Now, that sounds like a great number compared to the national uh, unemployment rate for non-veterans, which it is a good number. We're doing a good job of getting veterans employed. One of the challenges that we have is underemployment. I think you alluded to that a little bit. It's getting veterans into generational careers, right? Careers that 
after the military service, they can use their skill sets that they developed there, the training that they've developed, and uh, take that into the corporate world, regardless of what um, type of employment they do have, but finding meaningful employment that creates generational wealth and generational health. And you look at all the programs we have, uh, we have a lot of resources. One of the challenges still, as you all know here, is connecting veterans to those resources. We have great partners in the federal government with our union partners, the military support organizations, veteran support organizations, but it really relies on a community partnership. And so having these conversations with you all, I cannot overstate the importance of that because we have to have community partnerships that are strengthening our communications to our veterans so they understand what resources we have. Uh, I often speak to numerous uh, corporate leaders. I'm actually around the country quite a bit out at the local level because that's where, again, the information is most important to me. And one of the things that we hear is we can't find enough veterans. They want to hire more veterans than they can actually find. And I ask them always is to make sure that we have good jobs that are, are one, meaningful, two, that actually are sustainable and have an ability to help that individual veteran, right, with benefits, with longevity in that career. But that really helps them from a, from a health standpoint because – uh, again, economic uh, stability is something that's important to our veterans, just like it is to anyone else. Right. So that was a long answer to your, to your question, uh, and I hope that, that it kind of sheds a little bit of light on what we're trying to do here at VETS. Oh, right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because, James, one, one of the things that came to mind as you were speaking is that um, right now, if you look at the media, you look at uh, the news, the, the one number one thing uh, employers are complaining about, I can't find anybody. I, I, you know, I'm running out of people. I, you know, I'm trying to keep my restaurant open. I'm trying to keep my hotel open. I'm trying to, you know, make sure that my shipping company is working, my transportation company, and my con- construction company. So it seems like there's, there is a need out there. There's a great need. But th- how do you envision that now? Do you think that has changed the, pl- uh, the playing field a little bit? Or, you know, with the COVID-19, we've, a lot of people have lost jobs. They're trying to go back into the work, uh, workplace now. But there are still gaps there, you know, huge gaps in uh, industries. So th- does that make it uh, a better time now for veterans to consider getting employed? 100%. Right now is an ideal time for veterans to get into careers. One of the things that uh, we often speak about from a vet, DOL vet perspective, is getting into careers, not just a job that's not going to be sustainable. Because we know that doesn't work well for the veteran or the company. Because uh, companies spend a lot of time and resources trying to find folks to come in and work for them. But we do know that having a good career with longevity is what's best for our veterans. Getting them into positions that they can uh, really use their skill sets, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, if you really think about it, right, both of you, again, thank you for your service. I can't understate that enough. No. But both of you, if you look at what the government has put into training as far as resources, hundreds of thousands of dollars that's put into our service members when they go through active duty training, from recruit training, officer candidate school on. And so we want to make sure that corporate leaders understand that there's a value in hiring a veteran, plain and we also know that uh, they have skill sets that are often not found in non-veterans. And we have data that shows that our veterans outperform our non-veteran peers at the workplace. They get promoted faster. On top of that, they're more educated. On average, our veterans have an, 86% of our veterans 
have a high school diploma or greater compared to our non-veteran peers, which are 82% on average, national average. And only 23% of, of 18 to 24-year-olds can even qualify for military service. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Only yeah. 18, 18, only 23% of young Americans, 18 to 24, can even qualify for military service. So that tells you we're getting the best and the brightest. We have the most highly educated work or military force in our nation's history. So we want to utilize those skill sets and the training investment and mm-hmm. put those into careers that allow them to go in and thrive in their next uh, employment opportunity after military service. Yeah, that's great. You know, uh, w- one of the things you made me think about something that happened when I was, uh, I, you know, I had done a couple of tours in Iraq, and, uh, you know, someone asked me, and they said, oh, are you going to go, uh, you know, because I was a flight surgeon, and they said, are you going to go out there in the, you know, on the Blackhawks and all that? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And I said, do you know how much money the taxpayers spent to, to train me? Because <laughs> I found out how much they were spending, you know, training pilots and tra- training, the you know, the personnel in the military. And uh, the the uh, if you want to talk about a dedicated force of people, I have I've been in the private sector, public sector, uh, you know, the military sector going. You know, obviously, one of the greatest workforces I've ever seen was in the military. They get things done, and they will follow a protocol to the T. And uh, is no you know back talking, and you know, <laughs> it's you get the things done. <laughs> and you know, so if you want to train someone, if you want someone already has some skills, look at a veteran. That's that's always been my position. Good point. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. One of the things I said in my confirmation hearing is that when I was a Marine Corps drill instructor, that's no. been six oh, years. Oh boy, you a DI? Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yes. Yeah. Three years at the recruit depot in San Diego, and three at Officer Candidate School. Uh, and I used to always tell my drill instructor teams, hey, look, we're not only making good Marines, we're making good citizens. Yes. Right. And, and that's why I 100% believe that what we do across the board in every service. So you have citizen soldiers, as the saying goes, that are coming into the workplace, and they have tremendous value training to back that up that they're going to add into the workplace. So it's not only good for the veteran, but it's good for every employer that hires a veteran. Most companies will perform better because they hire veterans. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're at the federal level, right? And and, and you have the, so you have uh, you know input into state activities and local and all that because of the the uh, federal system how it uh, goes down through the system right through the tree. So I'm wondering, what do you think people should be doing at the local level, from your perspective, from where you're sitting? You know, you probably have a bird's eye view of the country, and you know what what else is going on that's out there that you see needs to improve. On, on our part as citizens? I do. I do have a bird's eye view, as you mentioned, but here's the thing. I've got state directors in every state across the country. Right. I have regional directors in all six regions across the country. Mm-hmm. I have contract staff that support us all across the country. We have about 1,800 staff that roughly touch our veterans programs. Last year alone, 331,000 plus veterans were touched by our programs, all of the numerous programs that we have in DOL vets. And can we do better? Yes. So every day we can do better. Here's the other thing, is I travel frequently around the country to go out and meet with local leaders, meet with corporate leaders, meet with our staff. I was just recently out at the VFW National Convention in Kansas City, speaking uh, with leaders there. I was at the Non-Commissioned Officers Association uh, in San Antonio. 
I'll be at a Disabled American Veterans Conference, the American Legion Conference. So what I am doing is imploring our partners, as I mentioned early on in the podcast, is to work with us. And we know that the work gets done at the community level. I often say that's where the grunt work gets done, down at the community level. And so we have to be able to listen. We have to be able to learn from our community leaders and our our vets team who are working hand-in-hand with these community leaders every single day, and, of course, our federal partners. Here's one thing I'll add is that if we really look at apprenticeship programs, that's one of the things we've been really working on here at DOL, and this is DOL writ large, is, is really getting our veterans into apprenticeship programs because we know that not every veteran wants to go to college, but they can do well in specific apprenticeship programs where they get skills and training and certifications that allow them to make a good, good living wage when they do transition out of that apprenticeship program. On average, you're making about $32,000 a year more than someone that has a four-year degree as soon as they graduate. And so we have apprenticeship opportunities in every field uh, across the nation, and we work closely with our DOD skill bridge partners. So someone can do a skill bridge apprenticeship program before they separate from the military, and for those who do not, we want to continue to advocate for participation in apprenticeship programs across the country. We do a lot of that work with our local unions. A lot of our union leaders out of Chicago, for example, we have close relationship with the Teamsters there. We do great work with them. They support training at numerous bases and give careers. As soon as that individual uh, separates from the military, they actually have a job in that apprenticeship program or within that organization that supported it. That's fantastic. Sure is. That is really fantastic. So, I mean, you're really putting them on a coordinated track to a, a sustained career that they can uh, rely on, and that, that, that's, that's really important, you know, because you can always uh, say, well, you know, have some boxes in the back to move, and then, you know, so come up, show, you know, show up for work for this week and then see you later, right, mm-hmm. after the week is over. So you're really trying to get people career-tracked, yeah. which I think is extremely important. Um, it is. Yeah, but, but one, one thing I was wondering, you know, right now we're in this thing where if you look across the world, right, where we're looking at this whole thing with global warming, with, uh, you know, fires happening uh, up and down the coast, we're, we're starting to talk about, you know, uh, automotive technologies, electric cars, we're doing solar power. What about that industry, the green economy? You know, are, are, are you getting involved in that, or how, how do our veterans get involved in that kind of discipline? We are, and so you're 100% correct. If we look at the future of work, a lot of it revolves around clean energy, green energy. Mm -hmm. I actually will be speaking in Chicago at the Advanced Energy Summit here next month, and uh, (laughs) and I'm looking forward to that. We've been working with them closely to look at how we get veterans into clean energy jobs. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that uh, we're hoping will pan out is a clean energy grant for our Education and Training Administration here within DOL. There's some funding there uh, in the future, excuse me, potential funding for clean energy jobs and grantees. So we're working with them to ensure that our veterans get to participate in that uh, grant process. On top of that, uh, one of the things I usually talk about with um, the, the clean energy folks is understanding that there is a need for uh, corporate development there. There's a need for veterans to get in there. But what I also want is veterans to learn those skill sets and build their own companies revolving around clean energy also to yes. become entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. You know, we need a lot of small business um, leaders and veterans traditionally are small business leaders. We need a lot of them to get into these type of fields. Our team, uh, give you another example, our team in Kentucky is working with Ford 
looking at potential opportunities to work or get veterans into their plants when they be built out their um, Ford electric vehicle plant down in Tennessee and Kentucky area. So we're working with them to make sure that uh, they do remember that veterans are in those areas. Veterans bring a lot of skill sets that can be uh, very, very intuitive within the green energy. So we're doing some work around the country on, on numerous fronts for clean energy. Yeah, how do people keep in contact with that, you know, as far as is it is a, is a website that they can go to, or how do people find out more about what you're trying to do? Sure. If they go to dol.gov forward slash agencies forward slash vets, mm-hmm. or they go just Google DOL vets, okay. Department of Labor Veteran Employment Training Service, if they do that, they'll be brought to our webpage, and it'll show all of the programs that we have on our webpage. Mm-hmm. It'll also show about our apprenticeship programs. It'll connect to some other agencies within uh, DOL that uh, we work very closely with, as I mentioned, our Office of Apprenticeship and our uh, ETA pro, uh, colleagues, I'm sorry. But one of the really neat things there is we also have the Higher Vets Medallion Program. And basically what that program is, it awards corporations for hiring and employment veterans and retaining veterans. And they get an annual award that they can uh, compete for anywhere from a gold or platinum award. If they receive one of those awards, their corporate link is on our webpage. And so you go to our employment webpage and you know that they're hiring veterans because they've been awarded for it. So I don't encourage anybody to go to our webpage and follow us on social media and uh, really look at all the great things that the the, uh, organization is doing across the country. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, and one, one other question I have, I've heard of this, uh, it was in the news pretty much, um, and, you know, I've heard it in a couple of different places, but they're now talking about, um, you know, med- uh, veterans to farms, <laughs> where they're, they're, they're trying to get veterans to become farmers or to take on agricultural roles. Is, is, there, right. is, that, is there any truth to that? How, how does that work? Is there anything out there? Uh-huh. And that is 100% true. I actually spoke with a veteran who was doing some organic farming, and he actually uh, was from the Midwest, and he was looking to do something that his family had done, not organic, but farming, right. and he knew there was an opportunity to get a small business association grant for veterans, and so he got a grant there, and he started an organic farm because that's what he wanted to do after he got out of the military. Mm-hmm. So there's other veterans who are doing uh, those type of uh, comp- building those type of organizations, working in the farming community, and uh, in, in numerous communities that you can think of, there's veterans working there, most likely around the country. Yeah, because that's a big that's a big thing now. Is the you know with the green movement, you have the mindset of people you know that are coming up, younger people, uh, middle aged people, even older people are, are turning towards you know uh, organics and and uh, you know looking right. for you know products like that. And it, there's a market out there for it. <laughs> uh, you're starting to see a lot of uh, fresh. Uh, you know, fresh fruits farms and, uh, you know, uh, sales that are happening even downtown Chicago, uh, you know, throughout the country, you know, even in Atlanta, wherever you go. Uh, so that that sounds like it would be, right. it would be a great, uh, you know, uh, step into doing something that is sustainable. Um, and, and then also they have the wind farms with the, you know, energy production as well. Uh, so we have, mm-hmm. I think we have more, um, you know, uh, windmills than we do. Um, you know those towers, <laughs> then we do plants on some of the farms. <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> you know, right. producing energy. They're really uh, something to see too. Yeah, yeah, but but I think that that is, uh, you know, I think between the technology and 
you know, in those uh, particular industries, there's a really a big bright light in the future for those, you know, for people to uh, jump into those professions. But, you know, uh, we have about um, another four minutes to go. But let me know what, what you, th you know, whatever you wish to talk about, uh, about what you see uh, coming up in your role. Because now you, you, you know, you're the uh, assistant secretary <laughs> um, and you're in that role. So what, what would you, you know, what are your, what's your wish list for the future? Um, you know, what do you see coming down the road or what do you hope to, to, to see? Well, thanks. We, we have three priorities that we really revolve our work around. One is getting the transition right. Service members that are transitioning out of military, we want to ensure that they have the resources, the knowledge to help them make a good, solid decision on what their next career is going to be post-transition. I was just speaking yesterday in San Antonio to some group of uh, soldiers and airmen out in uh, Fort Sam, Houston, and talking to them about this exact same thing. Take this information, take the skills and training that they have, and put it into a career that's going to be meaningful to you, and it's going to help you build that long-term growth, career growth, post-military service. So that's one. The other one is working with partners, working with the right partners across the country to help us do exactly what we've just been speaking about. It's finding career opportunities, ensuring that our veterans understand what resources are available. If we have veterans who are experiencing homelessness, that we work with our our uh, VA partners to get them housed, get them medical care, and then we come in as part of the HPRP, Homeless Veteran Reintegration Grant Program, uh, grant support and get them into meaningful careers, get them jobs that are going to help sustain them. We know when veterans have good jobs that uh, it's beneficial to them overall from a physical and a mental health standpoint. So that's important. And then third, getting resources to our underserved communities where traditionally a lot of our programs may not have touched in the past, and we're focusing on getting to those communities that traditionally have not been supported by our programs. And so those are my three priorities that we as an organization are really building on. We're looking at uh, how do we sustain uh, employment, mm -hmm. or if somebody's looking to change careers through our off-base transition training program, so veterans can go to these trainings uh, after they've been out of the military where they're maybe looking for their next career, get freshened up on some interview skills, LinkedIn, how to connect with uh, partners who are looking to hire veterans, and then our employment navigator partnership pilot that we have on basis that help our transition assistance coordinators really get an individual counseling session in place for those individuals transitioning out so they can get connected to our American job centers. We have 1,800 American job centers around the country that are supported by our disabled veteran outreach program leads and our uh, local veteran employment resource leads at those different uh, American job centers. So uh, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast is that really connecting resources to those veterans is one of the things that we know continues to be a challenge. We know we need to, to work with all of our partners across the country, local, state, federal, nonprofits, uh, community leaders, so they do understand all of these resources that I just highlighted exist specifically to support our veterans. And lastly, our military spouses. We know how important our military spouses are to career success for our veterans. We, we have programs in place. Our transition assistance for military spouses, for example, helps them understand how to utilize their skill sets and to navigate the workplace utilizing those skill sets because they are just as important as a service member when it comes to finding careers that are sustainable for the overall health and wellness of the family. So we're focused on military spouses as well. 
Yeah, you, uh, as a DI, you beat me to the punch, <laughs> as DIs <laughs> more often do. <laughs> uh, but I was going to say, you know, you're doing such so much work to help these families and the children uh, that may serve in a uniform one day, too. And uh, I really right. uh, am so proud of what you're doing. So DOL.gov is the place to go. And we have a new, a new assistant secretary. Uh, that we are so proud to uh, have an association with it, America's Heroes Group. You are always more than welcome to be here with us, and thank you for what you do for our veterans and their families. Well, thank you both very much. Thank you again for your service, and thank you for helping us get our message out about what we do at DOL Vets because, again, you know, it's, it's uh, folks like you all who understand the value of our veterans and how they really can be you know, hallmarks of the community but also hallmarks in the corporate world. And uh, we want to make sure that we work with you all or any other organization that wants to highlight the value of our veterans and military spouses. So I'm happy to come on and, and always share about the great work that we do at DOL Vets because we've got an amazing team that really believe in the mission every single day when we come to work. And I'm going to support every company that's on your list that you're giving awards right. to. I'm telling you, I, I really want to give a great shout-out to all those companies that support your activities and what DOL is doing. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you, companies. You are the heart of our nation. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.